Yo, what is up, my podcast people? First and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. It's the first ever Wednesday episode, and I'm super excited about what I have to share with you guys today. I hope it's something that will really help you guys and you could benefit from. Uh, before I dive into it, though, I just want to say thank you so much for the reactions, for the love and support I got for the first episode. I was super nervous for dropping that, um, and I don't know. I'm truly at a loss for words here. I didn't expect to get as many views as I got. I didn't expect to get as many messages of support I got. And overall, the <laughs> I, I really don't have the words to convey how I feel. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. I appreciate it a ton. And let's get into today's episode. So for today's episode, uh, what I aim to do with Wednesdays is provide you with some sort of material that you could consume that will help you in your progress towards your goals slash dreams. Uh, this could range from podcasts to books to anything really. Um, but for today, since this is going to be the very first one, I actually want to recommend something that will hopefully give you more insight into who you are as a person and what work will make you feel most alive and what you should be striving towards. Now, this is definitely a very broad thing to recommend. However, the test that I'm talking about, I definitely think does a great job of allowing you to get to know yourself better. And I think a lot of times in life when we are caught up in a crossroads, not knowing of where we should really focus our attention to, sometimes it's good to reflect and understand and understand ourselves a little bit better. So today we're going to be talking about sparkotypes. And before I talk about sparkotypes and what exactly they are, allow me to talk about who created sparkotypes and why we should even listen to him. So sparkotypes was created by Jonathan Fields. And if you don't know who Jonathan Fields is, he is an award-winning author, entrepreneur, community builder, speaker, and teacher. He's been featured everywhere from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Smart Company, Entrepreneur Magazine, just to name a few of the places that have mentioned his work. It's safe to say that Jonathan Fields is definitely well-respected and well-known. If you've never heard of him, I highly recommend checking his Instagram out and listening to his podcast. I love the work that he's doing, and for that reason, I want to talk about sparkotypes. Now, there are 10 different sparkotypes, and five of them are very different from the other five. Uh, five of them are intrinsically motivated, while the other five are externally motivated. Neither is good or bad. It's more so that they seek to do what they do for different reasons. And as I explain the 10, I hope to, that makes a little bit more sense. So the maker, which is the very first sparkotype we'll be talking about, is a person who loves to turn their ideas into tangible things that are either touchable, seeable, or consumable. And the key thing to note about the maker is that they don't do it for the rewards that may come from what they create, but rather because they love the, pro the process of creating. And this is very similar to the second individual, or the second spark type, sorry, and that's the scientist. Now the scientist, again, loves the process and that's why they do what they do, but for them, it's they live and love to solve problems. Solving problems is really what gets them motivated, it's what excites them, and while the solution to their problem may change the world and make it a better place, what the reason why they do it is for the process. A famous quote from a, a scientist is, the kick of figuring things out, the search for truth, that is why I do it. And that's really what I want to stress to you guys, is that both the scientist and the, ma and the maker really do what they do for the process and not for the rewards that they may benefit from. Uh, this may sound like you if you're someone who loves to take on challenges simply for the fact to see if you can accomplish the challenge, 
or if you're someone who simply loves to create for the fact that you love creating and it doesn't really matter to you if the world knows that you are creating but more so it's just the simple process of sitting down and making something is what makes you feel most alive now the maven is a little bit different from them and this is the largest represented group in the world and this is known as the perpetual student it's someone who loves learning for the sake of learning uh, this is actually my spark type and if you've ever spoken with me i definitely think that's apparent i love getting to know people and i love getting to know ideas i love discussing topics that are a little bit taboo such as politics religion just because i love to learn how different people see the world and i love to learn ideas that may get me to challenge my own personal views on the world so yeah the maven is pretty self-explanatory someone who just loves to learn someone who is a perpetual student in life and is always on the quest for more knowledge now the fourth this one is definitely the most unique out of the previous three and it's because if you are this sparkotype then you've been showing signs that you're the sparkotype since a young age uh, this the name of the sparkotype is the essentialist and this is the person who feels alive when they create order from chaos they are someone who, as a young kid, may have just loved to, you know, order or get all their coloring books and order, stack them up, uh, getting their coloring pencils and creating, you know, some sort of scale from them or some sort of range of colors that goes from darkest to lightest. They simply love to look at chaos and love to make order from it. And for a lot of people, this type of work is something they like to avoid. But for an essentialist, they this is where they come alive. A great example of an essentialist that you may know of is Monica from Friends. If you recall her character, she was very picky about how things were placed in the living room and just overall how she liked things to be. And this is a great example of an essentialist. Now the fifth is the performer. And this is the person who feels most alive when they are embodying any idea, moment or experience and translating that to other people. So this is going to be maybe a little confusing to explain right now. But as you continue on, you'll see how they're different from other spark types that are kind of similar. But in short, the key thing to know about the performer is that they are someone who really just likes to embody something, not necessarily for praise or for, you know, to be acknowledged by others, but more so because when explaining something, it just it makes them feel alive. They love it. And now that we've ran through the first five, uh, let's get into the next five. These are people who are more external. They are more people pleasers or more so interact with people. And I think a good example of it is, is the warrior. The warriors are similar to the essentialist in the sense that if you are a warrior, that is something that could be noted since you were a young child. Uh, what the warrior is, it's uh, the person who is driven to organize and lead people. Now, like I said, this could show very early in life. So a great example is if as a young child, you're someone who when all your friends would get together to play and you know you guys needed someone to decide what are we going to do today you're the person who steps up and says you know what i think we should go do this and everyone says let's do it so yeah the warrior is simply someone who leads from within uh they are not a boss in the sense that they go and shout directions but rather they are part of the group and they lead the group now the sixth spark type is the sage this is the person who is driven to teach and share wisdom they're all about knowledge transmission conveying a body of knowledge in a way that others will get it. Not to get confused with the performer who is all about embodying a certain moment experience idea and making sure it's translated to others. For them, it's more so about making sure others will get it, while the performer is more about embodying it and trying their best to translate it to others. 
it's kind of confusing but I, I guess the best way to think about it is through the names the performer loves to perform loves to put on a show and loves to really just you know be that idea experience or whatever it is it trying to convey while the sage is more traditional in the sense of you can view it as a teacher uh, so yeah the sage is I guess the best way to think about it more so about teaching however I don't want to get it confused to think that every sage is a teacher uh, this could be seen in many different career options or life choices a parent could definitely be someone who their spark type is the sage uh, someone who's in therapy uh, or a businessman in a boardroom all of them could be the, the could embody the sage and again uh, something that I may have glanced over it, and if I did, I just want to make sure you understand now, is that all 10 of these sparkotypes, none of them really indicate what career path you should go in, but more so what work or part of your work will make you feel most alive. So at the very end of this, I'm going to go into how a doctor, which is definitely one profession, could be all 10 of these sparkotypes. And so just wait for the end for that. But yeah, uh, so now that we've talked about the sage, the next one is going to be the advocate and this is kind of self-explanatory this is an activist this is someone who is a voice for the voiceless not necessarily does it always have to be for people it could be for an idea or for the environment you know for animals whatever the case may be they're someone who loves to have loves to be the champion for others now the next archetype is going to be the advisor and this is the person who gives guidance this is more seen in like a guidance guidance counselor, a mentor, or coach. Uh, this is similar to the warrior slash, slash sage in the sense of you know wanting to teach others, but a key difference here is that they lead from the outside. They're someone who walks with you in life, and there's mainly a high level of intimacy if you are an advisor. Uh, they're guiding someone to a certain goal over a certain period of time, and they build and maintain a healthy relationship with that individual, helping them to get to their goals, and a lot of times, like I said, a high level of intimacy is needed with that. Now, the last spark type is going to be the nurturer. And this is the person who lives to nurture others. Not to get confused with the advisor, they are usually deeply empathetic individuals. They feel other people's pains and suffering. And sometimes they feel it to a level that may actually cripple them. A big struggle for the nurturer is how can I care for others while at the same time creating boundaries that their pain won't affect me. Now, stay... The nurturer is definitely someone who, like I said, cares for others a lot. And once again, I don't want you to think that just because your spark type is the nurturer that you have to go into a certain profession or career, but more so if you are deciding to go into a certain profession, maybe this is the part of your work that will get you the most excited or will make you the happiest is when you do get to care for others, when you do feel other people's pains and you try to help them out. So those are the 10 spark types. Um, now, in order to kind of understand how a sparkotype could be seen in any role, I'm going to use the example that Jonathan Fields used, and that is a doctor. So to begin, uh, we have the maker, and that's someone who lives to turn ideas into reality. And for a doctor, that may be a plastic surgeon. You may just love the process of creativity, of making something that I was once one thing, making it into something in your eyes that is beautiful. Uh, an orthopedic surgeon, you know, reconstructing individuals. The scientist, if that is your spark type, you're someone who loves to solve problems. You may be a diagnostic diagnostician. You may be someone who, you know, loves to see uh, some complex form of a disease. You may love to see a lot of symptoms. 
and it may just bring you a lot to really just have to sit down and figure it out. Um, a good example of who this might be, if you've ever seen the show House, House was definitely the scientist. That was definitely his archetype. The Maven, uh, if you're a doctor, you may just love to work with the scientist and just be that fountain of information who could guide him and sort of, you know, just provide valuable insight when he needs it and helping him do that. Decentralist, uh, you look at procedures in a hospital and you see how to de deconstruct them and make them more efficient. The performer, uh, this one is a little harder to see, but a great example that I liked is that a doctor who can send someone home after a, con uh, after a consultation in a way where the patient remembers everything that was important and remembers what to do and why, simply because a doctor can tap into that performance side of them and truly make them understand. The warrior, you lead, you lead teams in a hospital or you lead you know, an operating team, whatever the case may be, you're simply a leader in the hospital. The sage, they may love, they, uh, the sage is a doctor that may love rounding with students, you know, the, they may love the job overall, but the, the part that really makes them feel alive and that they really look forward to is when they're able to share wisdom of what they've been doing and, you know, inspire the youth. The advocate, uh, this one is actually really cool uh, for to think about in the sense of a doctor, but you may be the champion who goes after a new form of medication or maybe goes after a new form of healing a certain disease or sickness and that may come alive because of the advocate aka a doctor whose spark type is the advocate the advisor uh this is someone who again uh maintains a high level intimacy guiding someone to a certain goal over a period of time and this is could be seen in a family doctor someone who builds and maintains a relationship while at the same time trying to build and maintain someone's health and last but not least is the nurture and this would def definitely be a stereotypical doctor, someone who really just loves their patients, loves what they're doing, and works to just make sure they're doing okay in life and doing well. So yeah, guys, those are going to be the 10 sparkotypes. Uh, those are going to be how any profession could fit any sparkotype. Uh, this test was definitely very insightful for me personally. I feel like I learned a lot about myself, and I feel like a lot of about myself was also reaffirmed. I wasn't sure if this is really who I was or if this is really what I like doing, but after reading it, I thought it was great. Once again, not any test is going to be 100% accurate. However, the work that's been put into this definitely seems to have been fruitful. And I think if you decide to take this test, uh, definitely take your time on it. Make every question count in order to get the most accurate results, right? And if you want to know where to take this test, uh, it's going to be through the Good Life Project. You can just look that up, Good Life Project. But I'll also make sure to include it in not only the episode's notes, but also potentially my bio. We'll see if I'll be able to put it there. However, for the most part, uh, that's basically the end of today's episode. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And if you stuck the whole way through, means the world to me. Uh, this is my second episode and I am still trying to get the audio just right. I know there may be some background noise or maybe some white noise and I'm trying to figure out where it's best to record. I definitely still need to upgrade my studio and upgrade to better equipment. So thank you so much for bearing with me. Uh, once again, uh, this uh, this podcast is all about helping you chase your dreams and you know that's a pretty broad thing to do so i'm trying to get the hang of it see what kind of content will best help you and for today i just wanted to kind of point you in a direction where if you don't know what you want to do then hopefully this will give you an idea of where you should focus on and what your next move should be Uh, I know I kind of did a quick little outro there, but I'm not sure how many people know that after the guitar, there's another outro where I talk about next week. So if you made it here, uh, I just want to say thank you again for listening. 
for this upcoming Saturday, I'm super, super, super excited for the interview I have. I actually have two interviews planned. I'm not quite sure which one I'm going to post, but either both will be super beneficial. One is going to talk about how you could develop a second source of income. And I know for a lot of people that would be beneficial, whether it be to invest in a side project, side goal, or pursuing your passion, or just to help you, you know, have more income and, you know, help pay for things. Either way, uh, that episode is going to be super beneficial and that'll for sure be up at some point, if not this upcoming Saturday. And then the second interview that I'll be having is actually with a 22 year old. This guy is a real estate mogul. He's created his own real estate company and is killing it in life. I'm super happy I'm able to get him on the podcast. And it's actually something that you guys can do. Uh, most people who attempt to do this thing and decide to do, go about it through his guidance actually get results in two to three months. And I'm actually blown away that this guy decided to you know take the time out of his day to speak with me. And if when I upload this episode, because I'll for sure upload the episode of me interviewing him. Don't know if it'll be this Saturday, but when I do, It'll be a great episode to listen to. Uh, his story is also super inspiring. And I don't know, guys. I think there'll be a lot of value on that one. And I really hope you guys decide to tune in. Um, yeah, I once again, uh, the support I got on the first episode was great. I hope you decide to listen again. And, you know, bear with me. Uh, like I said, I'm definitely trying to learn and trying to upgrade my skills while also, you know, getting more comfortable on the mic. Uh, today, Today's episode was definitely a lot longer than the first one. And I'm trying to really figure out how to break up everything and do it in a way where the flow of the episode, where the flow of content is still good and I sound natural on the mic. You know, it's it's a big learning process. And at the end of the day, like any new venture you take on will be a learning process. You will have your moments where you're not as good. And the whole point is that you have that baseline where you can only get better, right? So once again, I hope that maybe you listening to my podcast episode will inspire you to start whatever venture you've been wanting to start and if you think you're going to be bad if you think you're going to suck just know that i'm sucking and i'm pretty bad but you know here i am doing it and that's what it's all about right it's trying and getting better with every episode so yeah thank you so much for listening i really hope you decide to tune in this saturday and i'll see you next time